shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Even great superheroes have their flaws, and even great literary characters have their foibles. We have to learn how to accept both our good qualities and our imperfections in order to live our fullest lives. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today the theme for our show is the gift of acceptance. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. Each week, we bring you a stimulating program based on a chapter from our award-winning book, Be The Star You Are for Teens. And with this week's theme, The Gift of Acceptance, we're going to explore what it means to accept, whether that is accepting your strengths, weaknesses, new responsibilities, or a hard burden. That's right, and I've been looking forward to today's shows for a long time too, Asia, so let's dive right in. To give us some insight on this topic, we're turning to one all-around incredible teenager, Jake Johnson. Jake is a sophomore who enjoys playing soccer, football, while running cross-country and track, and playing piano. Jake Johnson started his acting career at the age of seven. He is best known for his role of young Ricky on Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby, and for his role of Lucas Moran on for six seasons of Lifetime's Army Wives. At the age of eight, he and his sister Lachlan started their first business called Flipouts, a silicone bracelet that held coins that kids could track and trade online at flipouts.com. Because of this new business venture, they were featured on ABC's Shark Tank as well as PBS Biz Kids, as well as being nominated for Chai Tag's Young Inventor of the Year. Jake was recently named the winner of Warren Buffett's Grow Your Own Business Challenge. After selling flipouts, Jake went on to start a new business called Bow Up, which is an edgy twist on the classic self-tie bow tie that has two interchangeable bow tie halves on a unique clip. So not only is Jake the owner, but he's also a customer, and I just love all those bow ties I see on you, Jake. How are you doing? Hey, doing very well. How are you? Great. We're so happy to have you on the show. No, thank you. This is awesome. So how did you get started, and you know what made you want to be a business owner? Where did you get that passion from? Um, honestly, I just kind of fell into it. I never planned on owning a business. Really what happened was, um, you know, when my sisters and I were coming up with for the idea for flip outs, we ended up just kind of combining our passions. We didn't know that we were creating a business. We just thought that, you know, we were going to create a toy that we all wanted to see. And it just suddenly exploded and turned into what we have today. Wow. Wow. And how does it feel to have your family involved with you in this business venture? I'm sure it makes the process maybe a little bit easier and much more fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, my whole family is definitely a great support system. 
Um, and I know that I can go to any one of them if I ever have any questions or anything like that. So when you were talking about, you know, how your sister, you and your sister came up with that, um, just by brainstorming and talking about it, and you weren't even thinking about starting a new business, it was just something you thought that was cool, and then it exploded into this awesome business, and you guys had all these opportunities. How is it working with your sister? Um, well, working with my sister is definitely interesting. Um, <laughs> you know, we are business partners, but at the same time, in the middle of business meetings, suddenly we'll be talking about how, you know, she stole something of mine and, you know, where did this go? And, you know, don't, you know, knock before coming, coming in or something like that. And so um, definitely it, it can be difficult, but it also makes it so much more fun because you know that you can talk about anything and that you can really rely on each other. So um, we definitely try to keep our business lives and our um, social and family lives separate, but mm-hmm. it, it's definitely fun. Yeah, I can definitely agree with the whole working with your uh, siblings, but then all of a sudden uh, turning it into sibling sibling rivalry, Um, working with the brothers. Honestly, it almost pushes us to be better. You know, when Mm -hmm. one of us comes up with a great idea, the other one wants to almost one up them and we we keep building on each other. Yeah. That's exactly it. And, you know, it's needed because, you know, you have your brothers, you know who they are, they know who you are, you know, you're the closest, they're the closest friend you've ever had. Like, they know you better than anybody else except for your parents, obviously. But um, working with them, it's like having that drive to do better because, you know, you're getting that urge to be better than your sibling because you're all of a sudden having a competition and then you guys come up with this idea and you're like, oh, wait, that would be so cool to do. So, Yeah. That is really, really cool. And Jake, when did you kind of realize that your business, Flipouts, was really taking off? Like, was there a moment for you and your sister when you were like, wow, this is becoming really big? Um, honestly, I think that we really knew that we had something when we applied for the show Shark Tank. And um, they said that they loved the idea and they'd love to have us on the show. Um, that was an amazing experience because up until then, this was really an idea. I mean, obviously, we had prototypes and we had some product, but it wasn't really a full-blown business. It was kind of a learning experience while we're selling some product along the way. But um, after that, we realized that we really had something special and that people really loved our product. And so I think that was really the turning point. So what was it like, you know, when you became successful after you got in Shark Tank, you started to realize, like, hey, this is definitely taking off now. You know, how dramatically did your life change after that? Um, so much. I mean, it's hard to explain the impact that Shark Tank had on our lives. Uh, It really completely, it changed everything. If we had never gone on Shark Tank, I don't know where we would be because from Shark Tank, we ended up partnering with Damon John and, um, through his connections, we have met so many cool people that have led us to where we are today. Um, you know, it's really, it was really just an amazing experience, but, um, it was definitely intimidating also. (laughs) So how did you get to be on Shark Tank? Um, Well, we were on season two of Shark Tank, but we actually applied. Anyone can apply, um, you know, send in their idea, send in a video, anything like that. So we had actually applied to be on season one, but they said that we were not far enough along in the business and that we needed to, um, you know, kind of develop it a little bit more. And so like any good entrepreneur will tell you, never give up. Mm-hmm. So we did exactly that. We spent a whole year um, building the business, making it better, sleeker, um, getting more sales. And then we applied again for season two, um, sent in a video and they said that they loved it. They'd love to hear more, sent in another video and they said that they'd like to fly us out to L.A. 
Wow. Yeah, that's so awesome. And speaking about being on television, we recently read that you were a young actor and you were on (laughs) Army Wives and a movie. So I would love to know, and I'm sure everybody else would, where did you get the passion for acting? How did that all start? Well, I think acting really came from my sister. Um, now, my sister, Erin, I have two sisters, Erin and Lachlan. Lachlan is my business partner. Um, however, Erin has really been interested her whole life in musical theater um, and not so much in the business. Mm. And so I think that she sort of rubbed off on me. It all started with, um, you know, she used to always look in the newspaper for auditions for, you know, plays and things like that. And then one day she saw that she saw the audition for a young kid my age for Talladega Nights. And so she said, you know, of course you have to go. You have to at least try. And so, you know, I'm just seven years old, five years old, something like that. And so (laughs) I figure, why not? I'll give it a shot. Um, I end up going and apparently I looked enough like Will Ferrell to get the part. And after that, she just always wanted me to keep going and she really inspired me. And so um, I guess she really influenced my acting career. That's really great. And I can definitely tell that there's an element of hard work and having a great work ethic that is essential to both acting and entrepreneurship. But do you think that maybe your passion aligns a little bit more with either entrepreneurship or acting, or are you equally passionate about both? Um, It's hard to say. Honestly, I would say that I'm uh, probably more passionate about entrepreneurship. I've always thought of acting more as a hobby than anything else. Mm. Um, You know, some people, you know, go bowling, play soccer, do these crazy things. I've always thought of um, acting as just one of those things that you do on your off time, um, but not necessarily something I'd want to do for the rest of my life. However, I could see myself being an entrepreneur for the rest of my life. So, Entrepreneurship is definitely something that I think needs to be more influential. And, you know, being a teen, especially a young teen, it's so crazy to be able to influence people the way um, the independent youth does. And we are both part of that. You know, Jake is a part of independent youth and we travel around the, uh, around the uh, country and talk to teens about, you know, starting your own business. So, um, how is that for you? I think that, um, one of my favorite parts of being a young entrepreneur is talking to teens about, um, you know, what it really means to be a young entrepreneur and how easy it truly is, because I think that's something that kids don't fully understand. So I love it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, thank you very, very much, Jake, for sharing all this information. You're multi-talented, and it's been really great watching you use your gifts to make such a wonderful impact. During the break, you can learn more about Jake by visiting his BOUP, his website, BOUP, B-E-A-U-X-U-P.com. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Hannah Hundle. Also, be sure to check out our radio show website at expressyourselfteenradio.com to see photos, descriptions, links, and more. We'll be back in the next segment as we continue our conversation. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. 
We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. You are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today our show is all about the gift of acceptance. Conversation so far has been awesome, and it just keeps getting better. As we get to welcome a very inspiring person to the show today, Diana Zimmerman. Managing avocados, mega million dollar conferences, hot couture jewels, and enigmatic beings are all part of Diana's amazing life. Diana has been a performer, entrepreneur, and businesswoman since the age of eight when she invested all of her resources into a small magic trick. With a total capital outlay of 47 cents, she parlayed her investment into a spectacular 25-year stage and television career that earned her the title World's Foremost Lady Magician. Diana's transition from magical performer to the high-powered world of corporate business saw the creation of CMS Communications International, an award-winning marketing communications agency. Today, Diana is considered an expert on brand strategy and her newest book, Why Most Branding Fails and What Stan Slavki knew, will be out in the spring of 2015. She was recently invited to be a keynote speaker at Wharton School of Business Leadership Conference. Now, Diana's dazzling road of business achievements is also paved with equally impressive journalistic credentials. Having had hundreds of articles published in the elite couture journal industry, her award-winning Candide, The Secret of the Mist, is the first ever three fantasy adventure novels. It reached number four on Amazon bestsellers list, and book two, Candide, The Lady's Revenge, is slated for publication in December 2015. And book three, Candide, The Flame is Fleeting, is slated for publication in April of 2015. In total, she has written seven books, two biographies, two on business, and the three fantasy adventure novels. Diana is the co-author of the Markham strategy book, Tactical Abyss, as well as the biographies, Side Fred and Roy, Unique in All the World, and Butterfly in a Storm. It's no surprise that Diana has received numerous honors for her achievements. She's also a born humanitarian, active in both children's and animal charity and sit charities and sits on boards of both the a- Academy of Magical Arts Educational Foundation Incorporated and the international nonprofit foundation Magic Cares that benefits animal organizations as well as youth charities. And when she isn't busy with all of these activities, Diana can be found speaking at schools across the country about self-esteem and anti-bullying, two topics that are very near and dear to her heart. 
since she was bullied as a young child. It is for that reason that magic became important in her life. The ability to be on stage created an, an escape from the harsh realities of adolescent taunting. When she won her first international magic contest at age 13, she knew she wanted to become the greatest lady magician in the world. And I think that title just barely begins to describe this extraordinary woman. We are beyond honored and elated to be welcoming such an incredible guest on the program today. Diana, I am overwhelmed at a loss for words. Thank you very much for joining us on the program. Well, I'm a little overwhelmed myself by that introduction. Thank you so much. It's, You're incredible. <laughs> really exciting to be here because what you what you guys do is is beyond awesome. It's just absolutely amazing. And you're also professional and so incredible at it. So I'm thrilled to be here. Wow. Thank you very much for thank saying you. that. You are quite awesome as well. You've had three very, very successful careers. You're involved in the magic world. You're involved in the writing world. You are a humanitarian. How do you reconcile all of them? I don't get much sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, I couldn't tell you. I, I, I watch very little television, and I, uh, I spend most of my time doing the things that I absolutely am passionate about and loving. Of course, writing and the Candide series uh, of books, the three in the trilogy, um, are, are my absolute passion and love of life. And I guess if I had to put a second passion, it would be motivating kids um, because this world is, is tough. It's, it's tough. And mm -hmm. kids are hit in every way with, you know, YouTube and videos and television and all of them telling they should be this or they should be that. And so when I wrote Candide and the Secret of the Mist, when I wrote the trilogy, I really wanted to write a book that could show kids that being imperfect, which is one of the themes in the book, is great. It's wonderful. And, and to help boost self-esteem with kids. I appreciate all that you're doing for teens. You know, it's so tough being a teen myself and watching what my generation has to go through and even past generations with the feeling of, you know, self-consciousness, not feeling accepted, not feeling like you're good enough because of all of the social media impact that we've all had that puts negativity on our uh, self-image. And I love what you're doing. I'm so glad that you're putting it out there that it's okay that there's imperfections. You know, you're not made to be perfect. You were made with imperfections, and that is what makes you you. So with your Candied uh, book, is it, um, you know, it's a fantasy adventure series, and what makes it different from all the other books out there? I think one of the things that makes it very, very different from all the other books is the very, very strong focus on... So pro-social acceptance and esteem. Candide is a heroine that you will hate when you meet her. She is arrogant. She is, she's a jerk. I mean, you really don't like her when you meet her. She's like every, you know, clique and every little whatever kind of cliche. She's the personification of perfection, and that's all that matters to her. Mm -hmm. Well... <laughs> as we can all hope when people are arrogant and egotistical and not very nice, a bully. She's very much a bully. Okay. She, she gets her comeuppance, and it's her mm -hmm. journey with action and adventure and magic and fantasy to be able to reconcile that she is now the very thing 
and imperfect, the very thing that she hated and that she feared, and how she goes about doing this and then ultimately falling in love with someone that she found she would have found repulsive because of his imperfections. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. That's so awesome. Yeah, and you know, on the topic of bullying and perhaps if that derives from arrogance or whatever the root of bullying is, I know that you particularly are an authority on this topic because not only did you go through it yourself, but now you actually have been giving back and going to schools and speaking with children about this topic. What have you learned about kids, you know, as they're going to these schools and you're speaking with them? Do you think that kids are really receptive to this message that bullying is something that needs to be combated? Well, I do a talk called a novel novel approach to end bullying and let me tell you a quick little story Mm -hmm. speaking in Florida uh, Mr. Jeff Smith's class at Sable Point Elementary School and I I did the talk to the whole school which was about 350 kids and then Mr. Smith invited me to come into his classroom and share a few more stories and the kids had all written I do a, a whole thing on creative writing and the kids had all written stories and they were all raising their hand and wanting to share their stories with the Hollywood author you know But there was one boy that didn't raise his hand at all, and he just sat there. So I looked over to him, and I said, hi, what is your name? And he didn't answer, and the little girl sitting next to him, she was about 10 years old, looked at him and said, oh, oh, that's John. He never talks. Mm. And I said, well, John, would you do me the honor and favor of maybe telling me your name and telling, telling me what you thought of my book? I'd love to know. And he looked up at me, and he says, I, I, I. I, I li- 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 liked it. The reason oh. he stuttered, yeah, and the reason mm-hmm. he talked was because he stuttered and he had absolutely no self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Well, John was a very good artist and I picked up some of the little drawings that he had done for Candide and, and I looked at and I said, well, you know, John, Candide is an imperfect and, you know, she, she's not perfect either and, uh, and, and lots of people stutter and lots of people are imperfect and he goes, I I know, and now now I know. No, it's okay. And oh. I I just wow. stopped, and I said, "Well, not only is it okay, John, but with your ability in art, with your ability to draw, I said you're going to be a tremendous success, and this is amazing." Well, one of the boys who was kind of the jock in the class, you know, Mister mm-hmm. Good Looking, I'm the cool guy, you know, looked over and he said. Hey, John, will you do the drawings for my story? Wow. That wow. Was the time That's the that moment. They had ever included John. So, mm-hmm. is just being able to get the kids open to each other and understand mm-hmm. each other. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. It's Very needed. incredible. That's an wow. amazing story. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that story. That's really, really moving. And we can definitely see why your message is resonating so much. I think we're all in all of you right now and stick around because we can't wait to hear more of you. And during the break, everyone, be sure to check out Candide.com to learn more about Diana's best-selling fantasy adventure novel, Candide and the Secrets of the Mist. I'm Hannah Hundle. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. During the break, please also visit our radio set at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com and our charity site at BTSYA.org. Stick around for our next segment as we continue our conversation with Diana. What does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. 
You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids. Live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? Tune in to What Up World. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams. Move forward. Make a difference. Tune in to What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, real talk radio. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Hannah Hundel, and today's hot topic is the gift of acceptance. And I'm Asia Gonzalez, and we are back with the exceptional Diana Zimmerman, the greatest lady magician in the world. Diana left her hometown of Phoenix, Arizona at the age of 18, and she filled her car with magic tricks, costumes, and a great deal of determination and ambition. She headed for Los Angeles with the grand sum of $45 to her name. Although it was tough getting started in a town like L.A., nothing mattered to Diana except pursuing her dream of becoming a world-class performer. Her remarkable creativity and talent, along with the novelty of a woman magician, eventually catapulted her into the limelight. During her performing years, Diana toured the world, became a motivational speaker and a corporate spokesperson for an array of companies. She has invented magical illusions for many superstar magicians, and she remains a highly respected lecturer, writer, and teacher in the field. And she co-sponsors the Junior Magicians Club, a youth group she founded with the help of legendary actor Cary Grant at Hollywood's famous Magic Castle. Diana, a prolific author, has also written the award-winning novel Candide and the Secret of Mist, the Calabayu Chronicles, which reached number four on the Amazon.com bestseller list and has been endorsed by a charity she is passionate about. SAVE, S-A-V-E, Students Against Violence Everywhere, between her writing, magic, humanitarian efforts, fairy art collecting, and business pursuits. Diana is the definition of a woman who's managed to do it all and do it all well. Hi again, Diana. Thanks so much for staying with us. Hi. Thank you so much. It's, now, it's a real honor to be with you. I, I can't it's an say honor that. to have you. You are absolutely wonderful. From the things that we heard in the last segment, oh my gosh, like that story was just awe-inspiring, and it was so, it was so captivating to hear what you're doing with these kids and how you're empowering them to be themselves and to be, you know someone who is different from everybody. You know, there's no such thing as fitting in. You have to stand out. So why did you write Candide and the Secret of Mist? I wrote the book because I really wanted to share the concept with kids and the concept of ideas in a fun, you know, jam-packed, 
page-turning adventure that would get across the idea that being different is probably the most wonderful thing you can be. So many of us look at it, oh, I'm too tall or I'm too fat or mm. I'm not pretty enough. I thought I was mm. ugly as a kid because because my dad told me I was ugly as a mud fence. And, and I grew up thinking I was ugly and I would never be good enough for anything and nobody would like me, you know. And, and, and I asked my dad later about that and he said, well, well, you know, you could look in the mirror and see you're not ugly. And a kid can't look in the mirror and see wow. all they see are the imperfections. All of yeah. us do that, not just kids. So it's really, really important to have stories like the Candide stories that mm -hmm. show that being imperfect is probably the coolest thing around because yeah. everybody has talent. I mean, Lucille Ball, one of the greatest comedy of actresses. Oh, yes. I mean, every. I mean, her. She's been dead for how many years now? And her. She's still just as funny as ever. She was told by her acting coach that she had absolutely no talent and to get out of the industry. Mm hmm. Yep. I read a book on her, and that's exactly what she what they said to her. But she did it anyway. Yeah. I mean, imagine if she would have believed that. So yeah. it's So important to find things. Everybody. Everybody, I've never met a single person that didn't do something incredibly well. And kids, kids, you know, teens and, and young kids and older kids and us older old kids, <laughs> everybody does something incredibly well. Mm -hmm. You find that and you don't listen to them. There's always going to be somebody that's going to put you down. Yeah. And, and there's always going to be somebody that tells you, oh, you're not good enough. Bullies simply say things like that to make themselves feel better. It's one of the themes in the book, and there's a little boy in the book, and he, he says to his dad, he says, you know, Daddy, why would anybody want to make themselves feel good by making other people feel bad? Oh. Yeah, that's the question everybody asks. I ask that myself all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I love how you mentioned that kids can't look in the mirror and see anything but their imperfections. And I think also when they look in the mirror – what they see are what other people have told them, the definitions that other people have used to constrict them to these limited parameters. And anytime they get an opportunity outside of that parameter, they don't see themselves as worthy. And, they, and I think that's one of the things that we're dealing with today with regard to bullying. And you have spoken at over 1,700 schools and 45,000 school kids about anti-bullying. So what advice would you give to that one kid maybe listening to this program right now who is really feeling down and has been told some really unkind things about himself? What would you tell him to really inspire him and lift him up? Well, two things. Um, I'm speaking to two schools tomorrow in San Dimas in California. And then I'm speaking to an adult of, uh, adult group of, uh, mm -hmm. of executives tomorrow <laughs> evening. And, and I basically tell everybody the same thing. Find what you're good at and immerse yourself in that. Immerse yourself in that. And then, this is really so important. It, it changed my life when I began to understand this. Get rid of the negative people in your life. They are not your friends. People that exactly. think you're wonderful are not your friends. Get rid of them. I don't care if you're down to one friend or no friends. Call me. I'll be your friend. But get rid of them. <laughs> They'll only drag you down. You want to surround yourself with people that think you're extraordinary. And you are. Every single kid, I don't care who they are, they have something about them that they do better than anyone else. Or they do just as good as most people. That's what you have to focus on. And you have to keep 
pushing away that negativity. And it is so hard. I used to come home from school. One day I was socked in the jaw and I fell to the ground and I was terrified because these three girls were all older than me and bigger than me and they beat me up and I came home crying and I never wanted to go back to school. I didn't want to do it because I didn't like myself. So I immersed myself in my magic. That's all I wanted to do. And eventually I became the number one lady magician in the world. I immersed myself in my writing when I don't feel good. And I write about these things. Yeah. Great. You did become the number one lady magician in the world. And now you're helping other teenagers get involved in magic as well. You started a teen magicians club at the Magic Castle in Hollywood with the help of the legendary actor, Cary Grant. So can you tell us a little bit about the club? Well, the club is an amazing program. Um, I found it, I wasn't much older than the kids when I founded it, and the Magic Castle kept saying, no, we don't want a junior program. This is a nightclub for adults. And I kept banging. It took me four years, and I was sitting at the bar talking with Gary Grant one night, and he says, you know, Diana, it's just a shame there aren't you know, way for the kids to be involved. And I said, Carrie, I have been trying to get a youth program going for four years. So he took me by the hand, drug me into the board meeting that was going on that night at the Magic Castle. And um, it was a lot harder to tell Carrie Grant no than it was me. But one of my, one of the kids that is just doing incredibly well, that is my protege and I'm kind of his mentor, is a young man named Collins Key. He has just done it incredible on, um, he was on America's Got Talent, and he was on the Demi Lovato tour, and he is just <laughs> exploding, and this is a kid that, you know, two years ago, you know, was just, didn't have a lot of self-esteem, and uh, now he's just, he's awesome. That's amazing. That is so awesome. And with you being a female magician, um, you know, being successful, we we had the past as women where we weren't accepted for the great things that we did. You know, it just wasn't normal to praise a woman for her success. And, you know, now we're getting into that era where women are super successful. They're making business, uh, new business ventures. They're establishing corporate companies. You know, we're getting high up on the ladder. You know, was there much animosity from the male magicians? Oh, my goodness, yes. Oh, my goodness. I used to stand off stage and I, when I was at the Magic Council and the magicians would stand off stage and they say, well, if she didn't have boobs, she wouldn't be out there. It's only because she's, you know. I mean, oh, my wow. gosh, I'm crying sometimes. It was so hard. They loved me as long as I was their assistant, you know, or something, which I never did. But the minute I started being successful, it was, it was a rough, you know, trip. And, and to this day, women still have it harder than men. Yeah. But, you know, we're not equal, but we're politically correct. That's the first time that's ever happened. And a woman can do anything these days. Look at you, look at you beautiful girls. I mean, you're, you're so awesome. You were too kind. <laughs> that is so amazing. And, you know, I, I love how your background has really helped shape your life's work. And I, I think that a lesson that we can take from here is that you can really use the trials and tribulations of your life as fuel to guide you in a wonderful direction that in turn inspires other people. So that, that is incredible. We are all inspired. We are motivated, I think, to get out there and find our passion and find our talent. So thank you very much, Diana, for sharing all of your insight with us today. You are the epitome of an empowered woman. And keep up all your terrific work, and we will keep on rooting for you. Thank you so much. And I'm rooting for all of you. As well. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Break. Be sure to check out Candide.com. To learn more about Diana's best-selling fantasy adventure novel, Candide and the Secrets of the Myths. It's a fascinating read. I'm Hannah Hundle. 
And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Also, please visit our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for the Be The Star You Are 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation. Tune in to Dinosaur Detectives with Little Miss Dinosaur, Anna Dubois. We'll not only learn about dinosaurs, but also about fossils, ancient civilizations, and ask questions from paleontologists. You'll learn about science in general with an emphasis on paleontology and dinosaurs. Anna hopes that this show will start or increase your awareness and interest in the field of science. Dinosaur Detectives can be heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Hannah Hundle, and our program is Express Itself. Today, the theme for our show is the gift of acceptance. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. We've been having a great time discussing this topic with two fabulous guests, and now I think it's time we contribute our own take. So... Throughout this whole show, this has just been so amazing to be able to talk about something like this. I believe that, you know, kids need to hear the fact, um, and it needs to be spoken about more, that it's okay to have flaws, that it's okay to to be different or have dare something. To be yeah, dare to be different. You're not meant to fit in, because if we were meant to fit in, we would all look alike, we would all have the same name, we would all have the same talents, and we would all have the same thing about ourselves that make us all similar. But we are all different. We have different facial features, we have different talents, we have different body shapes, we have different voices, different names. And, you know, this that obviously means we are not supposed to be like one another. We're supposed to be different and be ourselves and it's you know with going to different public schools I've moved around a lot I've been to many different public schools and they're all different cultures they're all different atmospheres with the way students treated each other and I've been to a high school where you know it was just so small that you were either all friends with this group of girls or you weren't friends and you were the outcast And, um, at that point, you know, I was friends with them for a while and I realized, you know, these people aren't very good people to be friends with, you know, they're very mean, they're very judgmental. So I, I distanced myself from them and, you know, that put me in a bad place socially at that school. And, you know, at that time I was so like, um, 
confused on, you know, why am I the one to be outcasted because I'm not friends with these people? Why, you know, is there something wrong with me? Do I not look like I should be friends with them? Do I not act like I should be friends with them? Am I not doing the same things they are so I cannot be friends with him? be friends with them. So that just, that was a very confusing time in my life, in my high school career. I was a freshman then. And then I moved to a different high school and there I became friends with quite a bit of people and they were all accepting. Um, I actually had a friend and uh, I'm not going to say her name right now, but you know, she was very, very self-conscious of herself. And, you know, she and I got along great. We were like sisters, you know, we could tell each other anything, you know, we could talk about anything, you know, I would run to her crying about something and she was arms wide open, ready to take me and talk to me about anything. And I would do the same for her. She had a lot of self-esteem issues about her body, about her, you know, just the way she was. And, you know, I was thinking about something and, and this popped into my head when Diana was talking about, you know, how a kid can't look in the mirror and, and see anything but flaws. And I was thinking how I told her, told my friend, you know, look in the mirror every single morning you get ready uh, for mm-hmm. school or, you know, not even school, just going somewhere. Or if you just see yourself in the mirror at a random moment, you know, think of one thing you love about yourself and say it to yourself. Like, I love my eyes or I love how I'm able to draw or I love how I'm able to do this or I love this about my face or my facial features like that, you know, because I, I figured out that, you know, that's needed, you know, after I went through that kind of um, experience in my freshman year, I told myself to find something I love about myself and tell myself that, you know, instead of focusing on, Oh, I don't like the way my hips look, or I don't like how, you know, I'm not skinny enough, or I don't like how my teeth aren't straight, or I don't like how my hair isn't a pretty color, you know? So I I think you bring up an important point here that we all want to feel worthy. We all feel valuable, important, like we matter. And I recently, I read a wonderful quote by Stephen Furtick, and he said that the reason we struggle with insecurity is because we compare our behind the scenes with everybody else's highlight reel. Yep. You know, when, when we go out into the world, we all put on a mask. We all do. We do. And we compare our darkest moments, the times when we're most down, most insecure, you know, barraged with negative internal dialogue. Mm -hmm. Those moments with um, pictures of beautiful women sprawled over magazines or billboards. And it's all fake. Right. Actually, recently I was on Yahoo News and there was a picture of the supermodel Cindy Crawford. Mm -hmm. And that picture was unretouched. And it was for, I think, Vogue magazine. And it's before and the after. And she's a beautiful woman either way, no doubt about it. She she's in her 40s, so she's, mm-hmm. she's fabulous in every way possible. But in no way, shape, or form is she like the retouched picture. You know, she's still beautiful, yeah. but she definitely looks like she is in her 40s if you look at the unretouched photo. Yeah. But we, uh, and what yeah. was really interesting is that, you know, maybe it wasn't Vogue. It might have been Marie Claire. But either way, mm. the magazine, after that photo, was somehow leaked. The magazine sort of tried to cover their bases and released a statement, something along the lines of, we are proud to have worked with the wonderful Cindy Crawford and she is beautiful and we love how this photo shows her, you know, at her most real moments. But what's interesting is that, you know, after the fact, they're sort of covering themselves, but before they printed the retouched photo. 
So it, it kind of gives you insight mm. into the industry whereby they might on the outside superficially ostensibly praise being natural and naturally beautiful and easy breezy beautiful like cover girl. But yeah. in reality, they're, they're still printing retouched photographs. They're still finding those girls that fit the certain images that they need to put in these papers on these billboards. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's really hurting young girls today and boys. It is. It is. And, you know, I'm going to, I, you know, I've figured out that I'm going to accept what I look like, you know, and, you know, of course there's always room for improvement, you know, being a lot healthier than I am right now, you know, um, you know, eating right, you know, exercising and all that stuff. But I've learned to come to accept the fact that, you know, I'm not perfect. And, you know, my biggest flaw that I struggled with so badly and, you know, occasionally I still do. I, I struggle with the fact that I don't have straight teeth. You know, I don't have perfectly straight teeth um, that all these girls on the magazines have. And every time I look at that picture, I wish, you know, like sometimes that thought will pop into my head. I wish I looked like that. I wish my teeth were straight like that. You know, I would have a better smile. And, you know, and then, you know, everybody around me would tell me that you are absolutely beautiful. Um, and, you know, one time I was working and, you know, this lady came up to me and she's like, you have such a wonderful smile. And, you know, that compliment right there just lifted my spirits for that entire time that I have ever, you know, criticized myself about that certain flaw of mine. Yeah. And, you know, I think not too long ago, we had a show about valuing yourself. And mm -hmm. I remember that a guest on the program was the wonderful Ricky Roberts, who I work with yeah. as a part of the You Are Valued organization. I'm the teen ambassador for that. And yeah, I remember that. we hand out these push cards that say, you are valued, never stop believing in the greatness of who you are. And when we hand these out to kids, it's really incredible how much a few simple words can do to transform someone's day. Mm -hmm. You know, the way that you told your friend to look in the mirror and give herself positive affirmations to counter that negative internal dialogue. You know, the yeah. way that we hand these cards to the kids and tell them that they matter. The way people approach you and say to you that you are beautiful no matter what. Small yeah. words have, are, are mighty, right? They, they have so much power. And I think they that, do. I don't know if we're neglecting that now, if we don't appreciate their, the full potency of their power I mean, I think we realize that they're powerful when they're negative, but we, for some reason, we don't accept positive words as much as we accept the negative words, right? Like we, we tend to reject compliments. We do. We'll, we'll do I think it's negative. because we've, mm -hmm. right, right. We'll take the insult when someone insults us, we'll believe that, but we won't believe the compliment. Yeah. And I believe that that is because we've heard the negativity so much that we realize that that is true. And whenever somebody says about us that it's positive, you know, we don't hear that enough to where we're like, oh, yeah, that's true. You know, we hear too much negativity um, about ourselves and what we should be other than, you know, what you are is perfect. You know, you, the way you are is absolutely incredible. We don't hear that enough. We hear, oh, hey, use this to transform your face or, or use this beauty product to enhance your beauty because, you know, the beauty you have isn't enough. And even use this, um, use this health product to make you slimmer. 
So I just, I think that we need more positivity on our self-image and it's, it's needed. So thank you, Hannah, so much for this conversation. You know, it's really, really important to be yourself, know yourself, love yourself, and overall just accept yourself. And it's the key to be a happy you. And as always, all good things must come to an end. And this show examined how self-acceptance can truly put us in the driver's seat of our life as we propel ourselves by our own sense of worth. Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and Perry Damone's Kid Star for producing this show where we empower kids. Thanks to our Voice America Kids crew, especially Bruce Solstein. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Hannah Hundle. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For more info on our creative community, go to btsya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be accepting, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine between the lines if you would let yourself go. My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworm. Now from the, now from the Kickstarter of the Month, here is the Wisp Pops and their song, Sea Turtle. Left so many clues
Kids start album of the month. 